Well, praise the Lord and good day to you. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here for our Hebrews Bible study. I'm glad you've joined us whenever it might be that you found us on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Please follow. Uh, and uh, the, the sooner we get 1,000 uh, followers on YouTube, subscribers rather, then it'll make it easier on us to record directly to YouTube without having to go through some other links and channels. So uh, praise God for all of you, and thank you for all of you who are praying for this ministry and supporting us financially. And uh, the Lord is giving us uh, just... Uh, uh, just a, a growth that we never even expected or knew was possible. Just to be able to grow in Christ and to learn more of Christ, uh, to be able to see more of the fruit of Christ in our lives, in and through our ministry, is just the most amazing thing that exists on the planet. And uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity uh, to be here on Mondays and Thursdays sharing with you uh, presently the book of Hebrews, which is uh, so important uh, because it is a wake-up call uh, for those who will choose to go on unto perfection. And we'll dig into that in just a moment. But uh, uh, let me say uh, it is a privilege and an honor to be here uh, with you uh, three times during the week, Mondays and Thursdays, sharing the book of Hebrews and Friday mornings we are uh, discussing. We already have 15 sessions, 15 one-hour long sessions on Bible faith in light of the cross. And I'm being encouraged. I'm being uh, very encouraged and I'm growing and learning and, and, uh, and having more opportunities uh, for the Holy Spirit to apply that which He's able to show me and teach me. As He speaks truth to us, His goal is to show us something, and that is righteousness. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. If I'm not hearing the truth of God's Word in its righteous context, I'll never uh, be able to bear the fruits of righteousness. And we need to remember those things. And specifically in our study uh, in Hebrews, we've seen at the end of chapter 5 how uh, what determines if we go from the milk to the meat is if we choose to repent from being slothful and sluggish and remaining where we've been for far too long, accepting the wake-up call and, and allow the Holy Spirit to continue in us what He began and to cause us to now, uh, going that direction, intentionally, consciously making that decision uh, to bring us into the the place of experiencing the word of righteousness. That's what the end of chapter 5 in Hebrews teaches. And, and it's so important to be learning the word of God. And, and when we're learning the word of God, that means we're experiencing the truth of God's word in our lives. And before we dig in this morning here in chapter 6, one little short thing, uh, $15 if you order online for this little 62-page booklet. Uh, I know we're not some big-name ministry, and most of the time when people order stuff from big-name ministries, they don't even read it, most of it, or all of it, or whatever, get it, and I've got this book, and whatever. This little, little tiny 62-page booklet, All God's Works Are Done in Truth, there's nothing in this book but Scripture. 
There's nothing in this book but Scripture and how it's related to Christ and Him crucified. Uh, Psalms 33, 4 says, The word of the Lord is right, and all His works are done in truth. When you begin to look back at the cross and see that's what God has always spoken through, worked through, planned in and through, then you'll begin to see truths in God's Word like never before. And this little booklet has changed our ministry. The truth of Psalms 33-4 has changed our ministry and has helped us to see with greater clarity the truth of Christ and Him crucified. $15, you can find it at thecrosswaychurch.com. Click on the store icon and order yours today. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 6, we are here in verse 7 today. I'd love to go back and retrack, retrace, but we'll be here for months if I do that. But I need, to, I need to say this. God wants us to go on unto perfection. That is leaving the, the, the first principles of the oracles of the teachings of Christ. Those things we've, as babes, now we've seen how the, the Word of God relates to Jesus. Now it's time to go on unto perfection, that perfect work also where the Holy Spirit begins to apply in experience the, the word of righteousness to our lives, the word of the cross, because it's the only avenue through which righteousness comes. And, and we begin to see, as we move to the meat, the light of God's word in, in the person and the work being applied to our lives of the one who said he is the light. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. We begin to partake of, we don't just sit and learn how the Bible relates to Jesus, that's good. We've got to do that. That's got to be the pure milk first or, or, or we're not ever going to reach the place where we can go on into perfection. But the place where God allows, and, and the Bible says in verse 3, this we will do, go on into perfection, if God permits. God calls His people to perfection, but He doesn't just allow us to pick any old way we're going to get there. And I believe right here in the Word we see that. This we will do if God permit, verse 4, because it's impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucified themselves the Son of God afresh and put Him to an open shame. Verses 4 and 5 show us what is required a continuation of what we've already experienced as babes with an increase and a experience greater and greater in the word of righteousness. Hebrews 5 tells us that in the last few verses of that chapter. So we've listen, if we're not found continuing to be enlightened, if we're not found continuing to taste of the heavenly gift, which Romans 5 declares is that righteousness of God. Yes, we're righteous, but are we becoming skillful in the word of righteousness? And it's not talking about our being able to quote and, and put on. No, no. The end of chapter 5 in Hebrews, it's talking about being able now to discern 
between good and evil. And let me say it again on this broadcast. The world in its lost state has a, a level of discernment between good and evil. The babe in Christ has a greater than that level of discernment between good and evil. But the babe in Christ does not have what they really need to be able to discern between good and evil in a mature state until they begin to move away from the milk and get on the meat, which is becoming experienced in the word of righteousness. That means that now the Word of God is enlightening us even to a greater degree. We're tasting of the heavenly gift even more so. And we're partaking of what the Holy Spirit is saying to us now more than ever before. It's an increase. It's a growth. It's a maturity. And listen, this is why almost all of the church as babes in Christ sit and listen to ministers who are not opening God's Word and pointing them to the only place righteousness comes through, Christ and His work at Calvary, they don't know... They, they, listen, a babe in Christ who's been a babe far too long, we're talking about mostly all those who've been saved today and probably throughout all church history. This is why a babe in Christ can sit there and listen to a pastor year after year after year, hearing messages that they're not able to discern are not right. And they'll leave church saying, man, that was the most awesome message I ever heard. And it wasn't a message that can lead them where they need to be. Listen, if we're not opening the Bible allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of God's Word, which is Christ and Him crucified. Now, if the end result is not us looking to Calvary and appreciating, depending upon, trusting in, loving our Lord through what He did there more and more, that means that we've gone the wrong direction. Maybe we're just rebellious and maybe we've turned away completely. And maybe we just want to feel good or maybe... maybe we actually just need this wake-up call in Hebrews. Some will receive it. I have received it. It's painful to be corrected, rebuked of the Lord, and shown you're going the wrong way. But it's painful to Him for us to reject that rebuke. Grieve the Holy Spirit. Reject the leading of the Holy Spirit just because mom and daddy has always, just because that preacher paid my light bill and cried with me and prayed with me, it's, it's grieving to, painful to the Holy Spirit who is God to watch us choose to stay where we are. Babes in Christ reach a place where they've got to go to the meat or they grow sluggish of hearing. We need, we need to understand this. This is why babes in Christ can sit and listen to, to a preacher who's, who's not done anything for, but for 30 years preached the first principles of the oracles of Christ. And I know people say, well, what about lost people that come in and babes in Christ, people just getting saved? Babes in Christ, true babes in Christ, and praise God for them, we've all been a babe in Christ, but there has to be pure milk for them, but there also has to be meat for those who are maturing. 
Now, a babe in Christ, get this now, according to Hebrews 5, a babe in Christ, if they don't continue to mature and reach this place of going on unto perfection, becoming experienced in the word of righteousness, then they will sit there their entire life thinking that's we got the best preacher in town. That man, every Sunday is the best message I've ever heard. And it's not God's word being held. It's not God's truth in its righteous context, which means it's not God's word pointing you to Christ and what he did at Calvary. See, we call that the first principles. And how the Bible relates to Christ and what he did at Calvary, that's good. But if we're not preaching the cross for application to the believers, then the experience of the word of righteousness is not going to happen. That's why people have to get up and leave churches. They want more spiritually than what's going on there. There's, there's just a, the same old thing every week. That a few Bible verses read, first, first second, and last uh, uh, verse saying, and uh, a greeting, and glad to see you, glad to see y'all. And, and, and I mean, but what are you gleaning from what you're being taught in your church? Is, is it, is, are, you, are you maturing? Are you, are you growing? Are you, are, are you bearing forth the fruits of righteousness? Come on, somebody. Now, I don't want to get hung up here too long, but, but watch this now. In verse 7, he begins to give a natural illustration so that we can see in more depth the wake-up call being issued. It's what it is. It's a wake-up call. Most are not going to receive it. Jesus said few are going to find it. And then there will be some that turn away from the Holy Commandment, which is the way of righteousness. Listen, uh, that's the time we're living in. Why, folks waxing cold from love because of iniquity, being seduced by doctrines of devils, allowing men to creep in among us and, and to deceive us and, and to beguile us and, and point us in all these wrong directions other than looking back to Calvary. Let me ask you a question. When, when, when I stand before the Lord as a minister of righteousness one day, uh, do, do you think He's going to say, you preach the cross too much, son? You preach the cross too much. That's all you focused on was the cross. That, that was, you, you focused on the cross far too much. Do you think the Lord's going to say that to anybody? You better not think so. See how convicting that is? And I hope it goes beyond conviction. I hope it moves into a place of convincing that God, in His plan for all humanity, before the foundation of the world, the Lamb was slain. Why? So that God could speak through that sacrifice. All of His words can only be heard properly and experienced properly through faith in the sacrifice. Not because you were saved by faith in the sacrifice, but every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. And His right, Proverbs 8 and 8, if you're taking notes, if you're hungry for the truth, you are. And Romans 1, 16 and 17, I quote it all the time. I'm not going to say forgive me because I can't stop saying it. I love it. His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. The work of righteousness, Isaiah 32, 17 says, is peace. Well, he made our peace by the blood of his cross. Don't listen. Let me say this. Don't worry about 
being a part of a ministry that doesn't have big numbers and a big following. Jesus said that is exactly what's going to be happening when I return. There's going to be preachers of righteousness and there's going to be very few people who are interested. Just as in the days of Noah, they're going to be more interested in what they're eating and drinking and planning for their feast and marriages and giving in marriage and all their worldly affairs. They're going to be distracted. They're going to be concerned more about that than the messages being ministered by my ministers of righteousness. That's what's going to be happening. That's what's going to, that is what's happening. Think about that. This, this is a, a, not me. The book of Hebrews is a wake-up call to babes in Christ who've been babes too long. Came here satisfied with where they are. They've obtained, they've read, at least I'm in church. At least I'm in a Sunday school class. At least I read my Bible. At least I... But are you going on? Are you being used in the gift God has called you and given you? Are you, are you learning about those things? Are you, are you becoming experienced in the word of righteousness? That means not just being able, listen carefully to this, not just being able to tell somebody, give them a scripture based on what their problem is, their bad circumstance, their situation, their sin. Whatever. There's a scripture. God's got a word for every situation. But just giving someone a Bible verse about their situation without pointing them to what God did about their situation in His Son at Calvary so the Word of God, the truth of God's Word can be applied only through faith in the blood, my friend. Without that, we're still on the milk. Well, let me tell you what the Bible says about your situation. No, let me tell you about what the Bible says about your situation and how Jesus came to die. And if you'll trust in what He did at Calvary as the living Word of God, then what's written for us as the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth can apply what I'm offering you in your situation. Hallelujah. That's experiencing the Word of righteousness, the Word of who Christ is, the Word of what Christ worked and finished for us at Calvary. For the work of righteousness is peace, Isaiah 32, 17. And the effect of righteousness is stillness and assurance, quietness and assurance. That means in my situation, I can have the peace of God because He paid for it at Calvary. I can be found trusting in that, not just quoting a Bible verse, but seeing how that Bible verse, the Word written, is about the living Word and what He accomplished so that I can find life from the Word of God as my faith rests in the only place life is found, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. See, we're talking about <coughs> moving on. Listen, when you start moving on to the meat, most, most folk today in church, they're going to have to get up and get out of where they are. They're going to have to get up and get out of where they are because most churches have chosen to be where they are. That's where they are. That's where they've always been. That They're not moving. They're not changing. Listen, God wants to raise you up and move you on into a place of being skillful, experienced in the word of righteousness. And again, that's not all about you learning the word so you can quote the word. We're talking about experience here, the end of Hebrews 5, because we need 
a greater level of discernment. Not so we can carry a sledgehammer around like some do and just waiting to bash anything that, that any little old air that pops up, anything said wrong, boom! No, 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 my friend. It's talking about us being able to discern within our own selves. It's not that we're not watchmen on the wall, but there's a way God works through watchmen on the wall. We need to be careful with that. It is loving. It is merciful. It is gracious, but it is also bringing a rebuke when things are being taught that's not right. I get that. And we, should, we have to walk in all of that. But we can't do that properly unless we're growing, which means growing in the word of righteousness. We need to understand that. So in verse 7, he, he gives this natural illustration and the, the topic, the context hasn't changed. Watch very closely as he in more depth explains those who will choose to go on are those who will choose to not go on and only experience now the wrong kind of fruit. If we choose not to go on unto perfection, the wrong kind of fruit is going to be taking place in our lives. Watch very closely now. Verse 7, Hebrews 6, For the earth which drinks in the rain that comes often upon it brings forth herbs necessary or beneficial rather, useful, for them by whom it is dressed. That means cultivated by those who are learning to grow, not just sitting and listening to the same principles of the doctrines of the oracles of the Word of God, the teachings of how this relates to Christ, but they're learning to grow, go on into the experience of how the Word is Christ, relates to Christ, and now is being applied to my life. Listen very carefully only through my faith in the cross. Not any of these other things men have crept in and lied to us and told us these are the avenues through which the power of God will be found. That's like uh, uh, the, uh, Exodus 32, Israel throwing all their jewels into a, a fire and, and Aaron shaping that thing into a golden calf and the, the people saying, Israel, these are the gods that brought us out of Egypt. That's Exodus 32. Look, church doing the same thing today. And they erected and built an altar right by that golden calf. God said, I ain't having none of it. I ain't having no mixture. And he had them crush the golden calf and drink the bitterness of what they'd made with their own hands. We need to understand these things because God only allows one object of faith, and that's his son and what he did at Calvary. We need to understand that. And when we're keeping our hearts, cultivating our hearts, preparing our hearts for the reign of God's Word in our lives, the reign of the Holy Spirit, the reign of His grace, in which only takes place through righteousness, Romans chapter 5, grace, what He does, reigns through righteousness. So when we grow in the experience of the Word of righteousness, we find a, a grace, God's grace being multiplied to our lives because now He's able to reign more personally in our lives, bring forth more fruit. Watch now. But that which bears thorns and briars is rejected. 
and is nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. If we don't receive the wake-up call to go on, that means, listen, that means that we're no longer growing in our enlightenment, verse 4. We're no longer growing in our taste of the heavenly gift. Again, Romans 5 says that heavenly gift is righteousness. Are we growing with the fruits of righteousness in our lives? We're no longer partaking of the Holy Spirit because He's brought us to a place where we have received the first principles of the oracles of God, the teachings of Christ and how the Bible relates to Christ. But now He's trying to move us into the area of becoming experiential in the word of that righteousness, fruits of righteousness, discernment at a higher level, highest level of all between good and evil. And if we don't receive the wake-up call, choose to continue in that which he began through faith in what it was that allowed him to begin, that means the cross of Christ, then, then watch very carefully that which bears thorns and briars. When we reject the moving and the operation of the Holy Spirit to take us on into the experience of the Word of God in righteousness, that means the fruit. It's not going to be what God's looking for. There's fruit for a babe in Christ. There's fruit in the transition from babe to someone more mature. There's there's fruit in the transition from milk to in the transition from milk to meat, and then there's fruit when we're on the meat. We need to understand that. And there, and there will Christians who listen to this one session right here that have a greater desire for the things of the Lord and to go on with the Lord, not in the way they think and their opinions and their planning, but scripturally. This will be a convicting session. This will be a convicting uh, a lesson today. Let me say this. People, Christians whose desires for the Lord, this, this is something that's very powerful. And, and the Lord was ministering this to me before we went live today. Christians whose desires are not what they should be for the Lord and so many other desires outweigh our desire for the Lord, there's not two, three, four reasons for that. There's only one reason for that. If we study the Word, we'll, we'll see why we're where we are. We'll see the way out of where we are. But only if we become students of God's Word. There's only one reason why my desires are not what they should be for the Lord and His way, His purpose, His will to be carried out in my life. The Bible says, if I delight myself in the Lord, He will give me the desires of my heart. If I delight myself in the Lord. Delighting in the Lord doesn't take place because I tell him my, my delights in him or because I say my delights in him or I think my delights in him. My delight is in the Lord when I am after the Lord in his way. That, that means I'm in his word that shows me who he is, shows me where I am, shows me where he's attempting to lead me. 
And many times I will have to repent from becoming too comfortable, too, too uh, comfortable, too leisure in the place I am. And I have to choose, I have to choose to receive the wake-up call. The letters that were written to the seven churches in Revelation, do you think when they got those letters, the five of the seven that received the rebuke, do you think they all jumped up and shouted, Hallelujah for a rebuke. My Lord, we can go the right way now. You, you, you can just about bet on it. That ain't what happened, my friend. Paul the Apostle tells Timothy in his letter, one of his letters to Timothy, Timothy, you know that all those in Asia have forsaken me. I'd be willing to say, I don't know, I wasn't there. Nobody was there, nobody fully knows, but there was probably a great anger that rose up in receiving a rebuke. That there's very few, like the church in Sardis, there's very few among you who still have untainted garments, who still have their faith in the cross of Christ, still trusting in the Savior and what He did to save them. And let me tell you something about the church of Sardis. If there was a few that had untainted garments and the most had tainted garments, there was some controversy going on. There was some striving going on. There was some, there was some problems in the church of Sardis. And again, we're out of time. I encourage you, Keep tuning in. Keep watching the broadcast. Let's go through this together. Let's learn together. Let's walk together in the unity of the faith of the Son of God. Let's walk together, arm in arm, linked to that finish line, holding this dear faith we've received. And we are going to see great things in the days ahead. We're going to see a greater light among believers. And we're going to see a greater darkness in the world. And we're going to need this experience, becoming skillful in the word of righteousness. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Please share the broadcast on your social media. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Pray for us. Don't forget to sow into the ministry. If the Lord quickens your heart about sowing, don't reason it out. He's got a purpose. The main purpose is He wants to get the gospel out and He wants to bless you. Hallelujah. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Don't forget about the book, $15 at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Just click on the store icon. We'll get it out to you. You'll be blessed and you'll see a greater light than you've seen before. God bless you. Until next time. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.